are into fantasy football and you've been looking for a podcast that can take you to the next level. This is the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. Now, here are your hosts, Josh Bendy and Trey Burris. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! 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 All right, we are back like Tom Brady, 45 days into retirement. I'm your host, Bandy. Here with me, as always, is Trey. We got 18 years of combined fantasy football experience right here on the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. How you doing over there, Trey? Doing good, man. Excited to be here, ready to go. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Me too. Guys, I need a favor. All right, if you look down right now, there's a like button. I need you to go ahead and hit that like button. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button. You might as well hit the bell while you're down there. Be one of us, you know, you know, get our content weekly, you know. We can't wait to see you guys. Today, we are rolling with the NFC East or NFC Least, depending on if your team is in there or not. Right. Uh, divisional diagnosis, baby. Are you ready? Divisional diagnosis. All right, let's just roll in. Let's just get it going. We're going to get started with the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles uh, making huge moves everywhere to make sure Jalen Hurts has every opportunity to win this year. Speaking of Jalen Hurts, he's still young, 23 years old. He finished uh, as the QB9, I believe, last year in fantasy. Uh, threw for 3,144 yards, 16 touchdowns, nine interceptions. He was solid. He was solid last year. Yeah, he's solid for fantasy for sure. Um, I mean, the record was 9-8, so he wasn't super solid for the team. Um, yeah. One big thing, though, is it's, it's, it's time to decide if he's the one or not. You know, this is his year to prove himself. So he's going to have to step up. You know what I mean, and uh, if if he doesn't, he's out of there. I mean, and 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 I think he'll still do great for fantasy. Don't get me wrong. You know, he's on his legs and everything like that. I just don't think that the Eagles are good. <laughs> <laughs> I know you don't. I know you don't. Uh, they got AJ Brown now. I mean, don't you not think that helps a little bit? Um, it definitely is going to help their offense a little bit. Um, but I think that they did so well. Like last year, they did so much better running the ball, right? And now this year they've upgraded their wide receivers. So you would think they would throw more, but at the same time, if they did better running the ball, what's going to be their best route? You know what I'm saying? And I just don't know if AJ Brown and Jalen Hurts are going to have that connection, man. I, I, I personally, I'm calling it right now. AJ Brown is a bust for fantasy next year. Ooh. Or this year. Wow. Wow. Oh, and you're just, you're just saying, cause Jalen Hurts isn't going to be able to get him the ball and, and, and and make things happen for him, huh? Right. And I, I think he'll probably have two amazing games, you know, 150 yards, two touchdowns, something like that. But that'll be it. It'll be silence the rest of the season. And he's going as a top 10 wide receiver in the early third round. And, mm. you know, you're taking him as if he's going to be in the top 10 of the wide receivers on the board. And I just, I think when I say bust, I mean like top 35, but you're taking Oof. him in the top 10. So it's like, you know what I mean? He's still going to be relevant at times, and he, I, I feel like a, a flex option every now and then, but he's not going to be your uh, wide receiver one or two that you're, you're drafting him as. 
Mm-hmm. Big words from Trey over there. Uh, speaking of AJ Brown, AJ Brown finished the season as a wide receiver 32, I think. Yeah, last year. Uh, he caught 63 balls, 869 yards, five touchdowns, but he was injured. Uh, do you think that Jalen Hurts is an upgrade from Ryan Tannehill? Not in the passing game. I don't. You know what I mean? I, I think that the the team is an upgrade probably a little bit um, with the offensive line and everything like that. Um, but I just don't – I don't not, – not in the passing game, definitely not. Mm, mm, mm. Uh, last year was AJ Brown's first season under a thousand yards, this year which is wild. <laughs> I, you're a little bit uh, lower on AJ Brown than me. I, I think it's because I've had AJ Brown a few years, and he's always been solid for me. Other than last year, which I traded him away for Julio, which I regretted. But you know, hey. That's how these things work. <laughs> uh, but I'm a little higher on AJ Brown. You're saying what? 35? You'll think he'll be, he'll definitely be in the top 35 at least. Is that that's what you're saying? I'm thinking he'll finish between 25 and 35. Somewhere 25 and 30. Mm, okay. And what you said it was I'm, 32 last year? Yeah, 32 last year. So that would uh, be on pace with that. I'm going to say AJ Brown is a top 20. Wide receiver. So I'm thinking he's going to be right there in the middle. Like I'm not as uh, low on him as you, but I'm also not super high on him as well. I'll tell you, as long as Jalen Hurts can take a big step up, A.J. Brown will will be solid. I mean, it'll help them all. It'll help A.J. It'll help Devontae Smith. It'll help uh, Dallas Goddard. Uh, Speaking of Devontae Smith, 23 years old on his sophomore season. I guess if you're not thinking AJ is going to do much because of Jalen, you're, you're probably not very high on Devontae either. Am I right? I actually like Devontae. Um, I think that Devontae is going to be um, the Jalen's go-to guy after um, AJ Brown gets double covered all the time and probably gets injured halfway through the season. Um, and Devontae, here's the thing. A lot of people you know, are, have been down on Devontae because he was in the shadow of Waddle and Jamar Chase last year all year long. He was still a great rookie receiver, and he's going in the seventh and eighth round. That's the kind of value I'm looking for. You know, if I want to pick somebody on that offense, I'm not taking AJ Brown at the beginning of the third. I'm taking Devonta Smith at the in the eighth round with the chance of him going off, and it's not hurting me if he doesn't. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Last year, Devonte caught 64 balls for 916 yards, five touchdowns. Does he go over a thousand this year? I think so. I think barely, but I think he breaks it. More than five touchdowns? That's difficult because, you know, Jalen will get some on his feet and hopefully Miles Sanders will get a couple. Um, I'll say five or six, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, while A.J. Brown and is getting double covered and Devontae's picking up the slack, I think Dallas Goddard is going to be a strong tight end to go for. Uh, I'm really liking Dallas Goddard this year. Uh, tight end number eight last year. Uh, that was half the year with Zach Ertz. This year, he's the number one tight end on the Eagles. I mean, Jalen Hurts will try to run to change his mind and maybe dump it off to Goddard. I'm really liking Goddard this year. I think he'll be like fantasy gold, fantasy owners this year. What do you think about Goddard? Yeah, man. Uh, a lot of people are talking bad on Goddard. They don't. They think there's too many mouths to feed, and they think Goddard's the last one at the table, and I don't believe that. 
Um, I saw what he did last year with Ertz there and when Ertz wasn't there. And Jalen likes Goddard. He likes that check down kind of position for Goddard there. And and I think he looks to him in the in the red zone too, you know. And um, I'm excited about Goddard. I think he's definitely going to be a top 10 tight end at the end of the year. And I don't think, you know, top five, he has potential. I'm not guaranteeing that, but I'm definitely thinking top 10 without a doubt. For sure, for sure. And you can wait to get your tight end nine, 10 round, wherever you get your tight ends and Goddard will most likely still be there. So uh, I think he'll be value in the later rounds. You were talking of Miles Sanders earlier. Mm -hmm. I am not high on Miles Sanders at all. I mean, Miles Sanders told us not to draft him. I mean, if, that's if, true, a, that's true. if a player tells me not to draft him, he's either trying to get me with some reverse psychology or he's trying to be completely honest with you. <laughs> uh, last year, Miles Sanders, okay, he was not doing very good. They weren't running the ball very often. He gets hurt. The fans come out and they're like, run the damn ball. And so they start running the ball. They start killing it in the run game. You know what I mean? They were 32nd in pass attempts last year um, because they ran the ball so much. As soon as Miles Sanders comes off um, from being hurt and comes back, he's still bad. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) what are we doing? (laughs) I know. I picked him up, thought he was going to be a steal, and he didn't do squat for me. And he's going in the sixth round. It's okay, but I mean – it's still a little high for me for Miles Sanders and just that, you know, I think that he will do better than he did last year. I just don't see him really taking off and being a bell cow back. You know what I mean? Most definitely surprising numbers for him. He got 137 touches, uh, 754 yards, which that number surprises me, but zero touchdowns last year. Did it feel like he got 754 yards? No, and that's still not just a whole lot, but it's a lot more than I would think Miles Sanders got. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, a sleeper fantasy pick because I don't think um, Miles Sanders is going to be great. And and I'm thinking Kenneth Gainwell. Now, I'm not saying Kenneth Gainwell is going to be amazing or great or anything like that, but I think he'll be better than Miles Sanders. What do you think? Uh, the only thing I say to that is that Boston Scott had the most carries within the five-yard line um for to take the touchdown so it's like how's it gonna work there you know touchdowns are what get you fantasy points unless you're in a ppr league or something like that and none of these guys are really big ppr guys anyway yeah yeah uh gainwell he only uh rushed for 291 yards last last year but he had five touchdowns which is five more than miles sanders did <laughs> that's uh, right that's right <laughs> i'm thinking mostly that was goal line work is why you know his rushing yards was so low but like I said, uh, I don't think he's going to be, you know, anything amazing, but I think he's going to be somebody to watch in the Eagles backfield. I do like the Boston Scott call, though. He's a shifty little dude. The Eagles have given Jalen Hurts every opportunity to show that he's the guy. Uh, it's all going to be on his shoulders this year. That's for sure. Uh, final predictions. I got him going 10 and 7. 10 and 7. Nice. <laughs> As you know, I'm not high on the Eagles, so I got them going eight and nine. Eight and nine, yeah. I mean, yes, I mean, I could see it happening, but I just think that they've done way too much, put too many aces in their places to not be at least a little bit more successful. I'm going to give them ten wins, seven losses. I guess we'll see what happens. We'll see. <laughs> All right, moving right along to 
Yours and my favorite Dallas Cowboys. Weedem boys. <laughs> you already know. You already know. Uh, the Cowboys had a very slow offseason, so we're going to see if uh, they're going to get better this year or they're going to get worse. Yeah, man. Uh, last year they were number one in uh, point scoring as a team. Um, they were number one in pace of play. Um, despite that, though, every single one of their fantasy-relevant players on the team uh, did not perform on where you drafted them. They all were lower than where you drafted them at their draft capital. Um, Ouch. So that's scary. Uh, you know what I mean? Uh, I think CeeDee Lamb was like seven slots lower than where you drafted him. Zeke was only like one or two, but still. Um, and the biggest thing is, is their defense scored a lot of the touchdowns. And, <laughs> you know, when you're getting pick sixes, the offense isn't ever out on the field. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what they say, defense wins championships, right? But they can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, you know where it all starts. It all starts with the quarterback, that quarterback being Dak Prescott. Last year, 449 yards, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Do you think he goes over under 37 touchdowns this year, Trey? 37. I'm going to say he goes over. Dak Prescott going over 37 touchdowns, less weapons to throw it to. The latest rankings, though, do have him in the top 10 of quarterbacks. He's got a new number one receiver. I mean, not new, but he's new as the number one, right? C.D. Lamb. (laughs) They're talking Uh, about Cole Beasley coming back, too. That'd be interesting for sure. Um, I, I'm going to, I'm actually going to take that back. I'm going to say, uh, he doesn't go over 37, but he increases the amount of rushing touchdowns that he has. Oh, so you think Dak's um, going to get a little ballsy on the ground, huh? Yeah. I think he's going to have to, um, with losing, uh, you know, Cedric Wilson and Amari Cooper and Gallup being hurt. I mean, somebody has got to score touchdowns. You know, they talked about, uh, Dak working on his running and he feels a lot healthier and he's ready to go to be that versatile quarterback that they need. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Michael Gallup, I think, is also on the pup list, but he mm. should be returning, isn't that right? Well, they're not. They're still not sure um, for Week One or when when he might be back. You know, uh, I think he tore his ACL like halfway through the year or something like that. Mm. Um, it's just it's rough, man. You never, you know, it's rough. Mm-hmm. They got yeah. Ceedee Lamb to get targets, and then Dalton Schultz and Zeke. You know what I mean? Yeah. Speaking of Zeke, folks are saying Zeke is washed. What do you think? Listen, man, you know, we've been talking down on Zeke since the beginning, <laughs> bro. But my Uh-oh. counter argument is Zeke is dropping in fantasy drafts because folks are saying he's washed. Okay. Um, he's dropping to the back of the third now, and he was going early second. Um, oh. He's yet to have a single career as not in the top 12 of running backs, and he's going the 15th. Yeah, absolutely. If you can get him a little later, then maybe he'd be worth a pickup. I mean, even last year, he hit right at 1,000 yards. He got 10 touchdowns. I mean, that wasn't nothing, you know? I mean, he hit 1,000. That's that's something. And uh, in 2018, he had 77 receptions. Um, He didn't have as many last year, but he could catch more passes with the lack of wide receiver room, um, which could, you know, jack up his numbers there, too. Absolutely, but that would uh, require Mike McCarthy to use his head, and that doesn't seem to be one of his uh, <laughs> one of the things that he does well. Right. 
I mean, think about getting knocked out of the playoffs because you didn't spot the ball, bro. How embarrassing was that? Terrible. I tell you what, C.D. Lamb, though, the number one wide receiver now, uh, being the number one, you think it's going to hurt or hinder him? I know you're pretty high on C.D. Lamb. Uh, you know, I had C.D. Lamb last year, and uh, I, I, don't, I, it's really tough to think about it, man, because I'm like, I, I think it will hurt him because I think that it'll get to his. I don't know if it'll get to his head or not because you know he's just. I don't know. I just feel like he's in his head, bro. I've watched some clips of him, and I just feel like that that might be too much for him. You know what I mean? At the same time, I feel like it'll help him because he's that guy, that deep guy, that sixty-yard touchdown guy. And so it could go both ways, but I, I'm leaning more towards the the help, and I think that it'll really uh, boost his fantasy value for sure. Yeah, and Amari Cooper agrees that he is excited and thinks CeeDee Lamb is ready to be the number one wide receiver in a uh, in an article I, I read. I tell you what, that is another example of our name theory being that a a, a strange and, and crazy name, it gets you uh, notoriety in the NFL and public eye. That's facts. That's facts. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, you talked about him earlier, but I'm going to bring him back up. Dalton Schultz last year got 808 yards, eight touchdowns. This guy seems to like the number eight. I really like Dalton Schultz. And that was when he was sharing work, too. Um, they had another guy that they're rotating with. I'm pretty sure this year he's going to be the the 100% the man. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I don't think it. they – yeah, I love it too. I like Schultz. Uh, but I don't think they realized what they had until he showed them what he had. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think he started to bust out last year, and I, I think he is going to be another you know strong tight end that you can either use for streaming throughout the season or pick up – in the very late rounds, because he's going pretty pretty high, if I remember correctly. Um, one thing I will say, um, last year I'm I'm almost positive that when Gallup got hurt, that's when Dalton Schultz's numbers really took off. And if Gallup's not back for week one or the first couple weeks, even even better. You know what I mean for Schultz. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I believe they franchise tagged him this year, but he's talking about how. He wants to be a cowboy for life, and and that's his team. And yeah, well, we'll see when somebody throws a big bag of money at you, Schultz. Right. <laughs> uh, I tell you, the Cowboys and Jerry Jones haven't made many moves in the off season. We'll have to wait and find out if that's going to pay off for them or not. Uh, some notable pickups for the Cowboys: James Washington out of uh, Pittsburgh, who I like. He does things I know you don't like him. I'm not. I mean. He might be uh, somebody to pick up on waivers if he does end up doing something. Because like you said, there's not a lot of work in that receiver game of Dallas. Um, Final prediction on the Dallas Cowboys, Trey. So we did a a schedule breakdown of the Dallas Cowboys a couple months ago. um, And I had them going nine and eight. I have thought about it, recalculated, and I'm going with 10 and seven. Ten and seven. Okay, got him winning ten games. Also, in that same episode, I mentioned how the Cowboys scare me a little bit because they've been so quiet. And with the NFL, you always expect the unexpected. Uh, I've got them going eleven and six this year. Wow! <laughs> and I don't even like the Cowboys. <laughs> We're feeling a little bit better about them, though. Obviously. <laughs> well, they went twelve and five last year. Yeah. 
I mean, they got Michael Parsons in his sophomore season. I think Trayvon Diggs hopefully did a little work on his awareness and taking less chances. I mean, it, it worked out for him last year, but they threw on him a lot last year. So that defense, I think, is is going to have to step up if they want to become somebody. Yeah. Moving right along to the most famously named team in the NFL. You know who we're talking about. We're talking about the Washington Commanders. Yes, sir. They got a new name. They got a new QB. But will they have a new championship by the end of it? Yeah, probably, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> and those championships run through uh, one man, and that is Carson Wentz, whose ADP is at 182. Last year, he threw for 3,563 yards, 27 touchdowns, and seven interceptions. I'm going to say it. I've said it already, but this is his last stop until he gets to back up town. Yeah, I like that. I like that take. Um I don't know. I think, I mean, he's got to be better than what they had, you know, a hurt Ryan Fitzpatrick and whatever else they could throw out there. Taylor Heineke. Yeah. (laughs) I like Taylor Heineke, man. That dude was a bowler, man. He has a heart, bro. Heineke has heart. (laughs) Well, uh, we winced on from that. And uh, (laughs) now, so this is, this is my take here. Okay. And um, I'm going to talk about the Carolina Panthers a little bit, even though we, we brought up the Washington or doing the Washington Commanders. But Carson Wentz and Baker Mayfield, um, I've got I've got them eye to eye right now, and uh, along with Terry McLaurin and DJ Moore. Okay, um, the my best comparison to them is Team Rocket from Pokemon. Right, you remember the old Team Rocket, Jesse and James? <laughs> yeah, always okay. trying to get Pikachu and never succeeded. Not one time. They'd get so close and they'd feel it and they'd have everything working for them, and then boom, Team Rocket's blasting off again. <laughs> In this metaphor, uh, what is Pikachu? Just, just uh, is it the Super Bowl? I mean, it's really <laughs> just a playoff game <laughs> at uh. this point. <laughs> but yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, except they don't get as close as they got, right. I assume. <laughs> oh, man. Superflex League, uh, would you take Carson Wentz as your second quarterback if, you know, you you had to? Uh, it really depend on who my first quarterback was. Um, I like to go for more of a, a ceiling quarterback for my second quarterback, like a Trey Lance or uh, maybe even like a Davis Mills. Um, you, you go Davis Mills over uh, Carson Wentz, huh? Yeah, I think I would as a, as a QB too because I just feel like Carson Wentz has a decent floor, but I think his ceiling is capped. Yeah, and, uh, they, and I like the high ceiling for a QB too. Absolutely, absolutely. They say the leadership seems to be the issue with Carson Wentz. He has a problem like getting the guys riled up, getting them to to follow him. You know what I mean? And that is a big deal, especially in the NFL when. Uh, you got guys like uh, Tom Brady who people just can't wait to follow, you know? Yeah. Let's pitch it over to Antonio Gibson. Uh, hamstring injury during training camp. He's limited, but it's not sounding too serious. What are you thinking on Antonio Gibson? Man, I don't like Antonio Gibson at all this year. No. Um, he's going in the early fourth round. You know, he's been top 12 the last two years, so I'm not hating on him. The injury thing is so rough. And then, you know, last year he had six fumbles. And 
uh, Coach Rivera already said that it's going to be a three-person timeshare in the backfield. What work is he going to get? You know what I mean? I mean, last year he, you know, he did fumble a lot. He did have a, a lot of crap going on, but he he did go over a thousand yards, one thousand thirty-seven, seven touchdowns. He definitely needs to be able to hold on to the rock. That's for sure. Because I don't know about y'all's league, but in my league, you lose points for fumbles. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Uh, but they did just, uh, fumble a bunch of money over to scary Terry, Terry McLaurin over there. Uh, yes, sir. He, whose ADP is 43. He last year, he went for 1,053 yards, five touchdowns. He's got money. He's got hands. Yeah, man. Uh, he's going in third and fourth round. I like him more in the fourth. Um, if he's there in the fourth, I definitely look at him for sure. I think that somebody on that offense has to do something, and I think that he will be the guy to do it. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, if there's one person on that team that I, I would feel comfortable getting, it's going to be Terry McLaurin. They're saying that Carson Wentz and Scary Terry have uh, developed some chemistry. They're They're really, you know, trying to – I don't know if they're – you know, Stafford and Cooper Cup eating breakfast together and shit, but you know, they're supposedly they're getting some chemistry going and, and they're 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 trying to, you know, be something over there. Uh yeah. there's not really many fantasy options to even talk about. I mean, I like JD McKissick, but is he gonna be fantasy relevant? Um, I like uh throwing a dart at Jahan Dodson. Oh yeah, uh, rookie wide receiver. Um, see how that looks uh, just because somebody else has to catch the ball. Um, yeah. And then, you know, with Logan Thomas being hurt um, and not knowing when he'll be back, you know, last year he was freaking hurt and he was on IR like most of the year. I picked him up because I heard he was coming back. He came back. I put him in, started him for three games, killed it all the first two. And then the third game he got hurt and he was back out again. And I'm like, well, you know, whatever. So it is somebody that I would be looking for throughout the year. If Logan Thomas does come back when he's in, he normally does pretty well. Um, So if you're like streaming your tight end or something like that, keep an eye out for Logan Thomas on your waiver wire and and maybe just throw him in for a couple weeks till he gets hurt again. Will he be healthy at the beginning of the season though? I don't think so. They're saying that he probably won't be back for a couple of weeks. Oh yeah. Yeah. These guys are always hurt, man. I tell you what the commanders need to figure out what they're doing. Uh, and make things happen if they want to stop being laughed at. I mean, just to be honest, you know. Um, some notable pickups was obviously, like you said, Jahan Watson and Carson Wentz. Um, you know, final prediction for the Commanders, Trey. Uh, I'm going eight and nine. I also got eight and nine. I think that's the first one that we've actually been on the same page with. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> One thing I will say, uh, something I found funny, uh, a team name for your fantasy team name, if you're looking for fantasy team names and you're a Washington fan, uh, the fantasy football team (laughs) is a good team name. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, it worked for them for a couple of years, pretty much. So, (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. (laughs) Let's keep moving. We're going up to New York. We're not flying in the jet this time. We are... Talking about, you know them, you love them, the New York football giants. They got rid of their head coach, Joe Judge. They picked up Brian Dayball from the Bills, offensive coordinator from the Bills last year. I mean, I think he has a chance to make a difference in that offense. Uh, But can he make a difference in Daniel Jones is the real question. 
Daniel Jones ADP 192. Uh, Justin Fields is going over Daniel Jones. Do, yeah. Would you take Fields over Jones? No, I would take Jones. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I asked you that question in our what you going to do, didn't we? Yeah, you didn't did. I? <laughs> How about Trevor Lawrence? Would you take Trevor Lawrence over Daniel Jones? Uh, yes, I would take Trevor Lawrence over Jones. Yeah, me too. Me too. Daniel Jones, uh, last year, 2,428 yards, 10 touchdowns, seven interceptions. He was hurt. You know, you remember that game? I think he was playing the Cowboys. Homeboy got up and just, he, yeah. I think he had a concussion, dude. He got jacked up. Uh, this is his last chance to prove that he's going to be something. I mean, even if he does do okay, I think they're definitely going to go in the quarterback class and pick him up a rookie. What do you think? Yeah, I think so too. I mean, it's final year of his contract deal. Um, he's he's going to have to step it up, man. But um, being that his head coach was Josh Allen's offensive coordinator, like you said, uh, I'm wondering if he can't do something with them and turn them around, you know? Mm-hmm. Yep. And also, Dable didn't really have a run game uh, when he was coaching the Bills last year. And now he's got Saquon Barkley, which I am pretty high on. I mean, after he's he's had time to heal, he's had time to, you know, be healthy. I like Saquon this year. Um, the only thing that I don't like is kind of where he's going in the draft. Um, he's going to the end towards um, the second round, which is not a bad spot for him, but it's people that are going after him. That so so let me give this to you. Uh, who would you rather have, Saquon or Zeke? <laughs> I would go Saquon. Actually, okay. See, that's the tough one for me. Okay, Saquon or Aaron Jones. Mm. I have to go Aaron Jones on that one. Me too. And Aaron <laughs> Jones is going two spots after. Mm. Um, so it's like that's my only debate there. And and Zeke's going around later now. So it's like. You know, it's the just, question mark that's the problem, really, because we don't know exactly what's going to happen with Saquon. Right. But he could do amazing, and that's what everybody's hoping for, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, 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 one of the only fantasy options that I feel is relevant on the Giants, what do you think? Yeah, man, uh, definitely. And also, but but don't forget, don't forget about Kadarius Tony. Mm, I knew it. I knew it. I said one of the one of, you know. Okay. 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 <clears throat> I really like me some Kadarius Tony. I think he was hurt last year because he only had 428 yards, zero touchdowns. Um, but I think this dude's going to be great. He's yeah, shifty. He, he's shifty and he, and he did get hurt last year, but when he was on the field, he got the targets. They passed it to him and he did very well with what he got. You know what I mean? And he's going in the ninth round. Um, mm-hmm. so if, if he's potentially turns out to be the wide receiver one on the team, um, in the ninth round, you know, if Daniel Jones actually is stepping up and becomes that quarterback that you're looking for, I mean, he's, he's shifty enough that if he can catch it, his yards after the catch, I think is going to be insane. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like you said, value in a very, very late round. I mean, you, you could pick him up way later because people are, are kind of sleeping on Tony this year. And I think. I think he is going to be the number one in New York. I mean, wh- whatever happened to Kenny Galladay? <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, people are still saying that Kenny Galladay is going to be the one there, and maybe on paper. Um, mm-hmm. But in when the, when it comes game time, I still think he's just going to be just as washed. Um, and anybody that's talking about Sterling Shepard at all, just <laughs> shut up. <laughs> like it, it, it ain't no. I mean, I'm surprised I do. They ain't drop, dude. 
I do like Darius Slayton, but he's never done much for me, so I can't even – I shouldn't even be talking about him right now, but I like that guy a lot. There was, I think, a year or two – no, two years ago, he he did a little bit of something-something for me. Dude usually gets a big one deep. I, I love that guy, Darius Slayton, but uh, you know he's on the do-not-draft list, obviously, because you right. know things are wild over there in New York. Maybe, though, Brian Dable gets things rolling you know, with some different guys and just stirs things up. Yeah, I actually read um, at a training camp, uh, Kadarius Toney and Wandell Robinson, who they added, um, have had some kind of chemistry with being the best wide receivers in training camp. And uh, so I'm not saying draft Wando Robinson, but I'm saying keep an eye out on the game. And if he if he starts really doing things like, you know, keep an eye out for him on your waiver wire. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, I love it. I love it. Um, I'll tell you, though, if Saquon can get things moving on the ground, Daniel Jones and Tony in the air, maybe it'll give them a little confidence and maybe they can at least win a few games this year. Uh a notable pickup for them, Ricky Seals-Jones, the tight end. I like him. Um, just a notable. I think he came from mind. Washington, right? Uh, yeah, or I think Arizona. I don't. Maybe it was Arizona. I know he was. He was like a backup for somebody that got hurt, and he came in for a little bit, and he did all right when he was on the field. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, definitely mm-hmm. keep an eye out. Let's go with your final record prediction for the New York Football Giants, Trey. So last year they went four and thirteen. This year I got them going seven and ten. Me too. Seven. Let's and 10. go, baby. Let's go. <laughs> hey, apparently we are good at picking terrible teams' projections, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, seven and ten. Okay, so let's put it all together. Put it all together. I feel like our picks are going to be a little different here. I'm going to go ahead and tell you how I think they finished the year. I got the Eagles taking the division. I've got the Cowboys in second in the wild card position. And then I'm going Commanders, Giants. Yeah, I got um, Dallas in first. Um, And I actually have um, the Eagles and the Commanders tying. Um, but I think that the Eagles will win the the specific matchup, so they'll end up getting the tiebreaker, and the Eagles will be second, and then Washington, and then the Giants. Hmm. Okay. So the only difference being, uh, you know, you got the Cowboys taking the division, I got the Eagles taking the division, because you are constantly, consistently sleeping on the Eagles. But that's all right. You know, one of us has to be right, right? And then we can. That's right. <laughs> uh. Beautiful, beautiful. I love it. That was the NFC East divisional diagnosis. Another one in the books, Trey. I'm loving it, brother. I'm loving it. And we're that much closer to football season, baby. Yes, sir. What are we at? Like 40 sec, 46 days now? 40, we're, so, in yeah. we're in the 40s. We're in the 40s. We're in the 40s, baby. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, one more time, guys. If you made it this far, please don't forget to like. Hit the like, subscribe, all that good stuff. Please keep watching. We're doing big things. I'm telling you, big things are happening over here. You're going to want to be here to witness them. You don't want to miss it. That's right. JD McKissick. (laughs) And listen to Limp Biscuit. Hey, let's go. (laughs) Ow.
Take two. <laughs> You've been listening to the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast. And here we go, here we go! If you love anything and everything pro football, then you've found your new home. We hope you've enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, questions and comments at 4thandflex at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram at 4thandflex and on Twitter at 4thandflexpod. See you next time on the 4th and Flex Fantasy Football Podcast.